Good evening. Merry Christmas to everyone. I can hardly believe that it is Christmas Eve. Can you? Are you as excited as I am? If your December has been like mine, it has been a a whirlwind month. Um, But most Decembers are. But it is here. Christmas time is here. And we are here to celebrate and to worship the child that is born this night in a manger. And I hope that, th- that this will truly be a meaningful time of, uh, for you uh, 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 as we worship our Lord, as we turn our thoughts to Christ. Uh, we will not be pausing any between each of the parts of this service. It's kind of a, you just kind of run with it, you know, and go with, go with the flow here. So if each participant will be in place and ready to, to take part when your time comes, we would appreciate that. But most of all, I wish to each of you Christmas blessings upon all of you. And we pray that the joy of this night would fill your hearts to overflowing as we worship our newborn King. A baby is dependent on adults for everything. Food, shelter, protection, and of course love. A baby is unable to use logic and reason. It needs constant attention. But the baby Jesus, this child created the world. The child existed before anything or anyone ever was. The child was God. Imagine He's the creator of the world and suddenly he feels cold and hungry. Imagine, becoming human was not a twist of fate or a punishment from a higher being. It was a choice. God chose to give up everything to become nothing. The child was a king. A king in a dirty stable, wrapped in rags but a king with a plan. This child would bring hope 
not just a wish, but the confidence that good would finally win over evil. The child would be priest, even in the midst of great suffering and trials. A peace that assures his followers that he is in control, even when it feels like nobody is. The child would bring love, a love that would never be taken away, a love that is beyond our understanding. And this child would bring joy, for he would deliver us. Tonight, we light the Christ candle. After weeks and weeks of of anticipation, we finally have arrived at this point of great celebration. Jesus, the Christ, has been born, and our lives will never be the same again. Thanks be to God, a child is born.
There is a reading that speaks of gifts to the Christ child. In part, it it goes like this. If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give him my heart. That, of course, is the most important thing that we can give to our Savior. And that is what God wants from us the most, our hearts. But one way that we demonstrate that God has our hearts is through our generosity with our money, with our time, with our possessions, with our efforts, our energy. And so we want, we want to offer you the opportunity tonight to bring your gift to the Christ child. There's none too large or too small. We have the manger that is sitting here to, the, to my right uh, and, and to your left there. And it is our invitation for you to bring your gift and to lay it in the manger as an offering to our God.
ready for the reading of the scripture. Luke, Luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 14. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Jerusalem. I mean Bethlehem, excuse me. Because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for him in the inn. In the region there were shepherds living in the, living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news for the great joy of the people. To you is born this day in the city of David the Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. It will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace amongst those whom he favors. This is the word of the Lord. a song in the air, there's a star in the sky, there's a mother's deep prayer, and a baby's slow cry, and the star rains its fire while the beautiful sing for the manger of a tumult of joy or the wonderful birth for the virgin sweet boy is the Lord of the earth and the star rains its fire while the beautiful sing for the manger of Bethlehem 
don't you love Christmas Eve? I love Christmas Eve. Is there any night that is more beautiful than Christmas Eve? And there goes my candle. (laughs) Is there any night more beautiful than Christmas Eve? I mean, think about it. Our boys and girls are pretty excited tonight, aren't they? They're waiting for a visit from Santa Claus. And of course, we adults have our own kind of joy that we're experiencing this evening. And those of us who are parents love giving our children nice things. And that's when we truly learn that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And most of us will remember the joy that we felt as children at Christmas time. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year. But even more important is the knowledge that, as the songwriter said, love came down at Christmas. This is the true meaning of Christmas. The God whose nature and whose name is love came into our world to redeem us from the powers of sin and death. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. I want to begin our meditation this evening by telling a little story about a boy who tried to sabotage a nativity pageant. Now you may be wondering why in the world would someone want to spoil a nativity pageant? Well, it seems that 11-year-old Irwin was disappointed that he had not been cast as Joseph in the nativity pageant. Instead, he was given the, the, the less major role of the innkeeper. And so through weeks of, of rehearsal, he brooded about how he could avenge himself on the boy who got his part. And so when the day of the performance finally arrived, Irwin was ready. Joseph and Mary knocked on the door of the inn, and Irwin, the innkeeper, opened it a bit. Can you give us board and lodging for the night, Joseph asked. And of course, Joseph expected the innkeeper to follow the script and answer that there was no room in the end. But instead, Irwin flung the door open, beamed a generous smile and said, Sure, come on in. We'll give you the best room in the house. Well, there was a pause, of course. The the young man playing Joseph really didn't expect this, and he didn't exactly know what to do. But then, with great presence of mind, young Joseph turned to Mary and said, Hold on, I'll take a look. (laughs) And so he peered into the inn, shook his head, and said, I'm not taking my wife into that dump. We're going to sleep in the stable. And that's exactly what they did. The plot got back on course. Well, we all know, of course, that that's not exactly what happened on that first Christmas evening. In the original story, there was no room in the inn. And so Mary and Joseph had no choice but to sleep in a stable. And digging a little deeper, a little theological, I guess, it wasn't by, by choice that Jesus was born under such low, lowly circumstances because that was a part of God's plan. Mary and Joseph were not among the elite of their time. They couldn't afford a room at the Motel 6, even if, it, if one had been available. They were strangers in this town with very little money, And there is a lesson here for us, for you see, it is often the people who start out in the most difficult of circumstances who have the greatest impact upon the world. People like Jesus. And in Luke's story, the primary attendants to Jesus' birth were a bunch of shepherds. And folks, if there is a more humble occupation in the world than that of shepherd, I don't know what it is. Their responsibility, their only responsibility, was to to guard a bunch of smelly sheep. It didn't take much training. Shepherds were not known to be the brightest bulbs on the Christmas tree. Shepherds were looked down upon as the lowest of the low in Israelite society. And it is only a gracious God who would have lifted up such a lowly occupation 
by having them present for the, the events of this evening. And what a night that must have been for those lowly shepherds. How they marveled as the angels spread across the sky and the message that they proclaimed, peace on earth and goodwill to all. But you know, that's the way God works, isn't it? God takes the lowest of people and lifts them up. And in doing so, God teaches us that we should never regard any other person with disdain. Because in God's eyes, everyone is beautiful. Every person is beautiful. So let us learn a lesson from the innkeeper this evening. Be careful who you turn away from your door, from your gate, from your wall, from your church. Be careful who you snub at school or at work or in your neighborhood. It might just be God. Indeed, Christmas teaches us that God's love is available to every person. This is the light that shines through the ages, the light of God's love. You know, sometimes I think we forget how privileged we are. But the Scripture teaches us that when we reach out to one of the least of these, we are actually reaching out to Christ Himself. And the flip side of that is that when we refuse to reach out to one of the least of these, we are actually refusing to provide the needs of the Lord Himself. And so if we take that scriptural truth seriously, then it cannot help but to affect the way that we treat others. As individuals, as a church, as a community, as a nation. When we reach out in love to help someone in need, we are helping the Lord Himself. For you see, the light of Christ never stops shining as long as Christ's people shine that light through the things that we do. And that is the essential meaning of this sacred night. Through that babe of Bethlehem, Christ, God has shined the light of love into the world. And God has made God's self available to every one of us. We no longer have to worship God from afar. God is available to each of us in the person of Jesus Christ. And as Christians, we are called to keep that light of love shining in our own lives as we love our neighbor, as we love ourselves. Even the least and the lowest. No, especially the least and the lowest. I hope that you know the joy of being touched by the hand of God in your life today. And I hope you know the blessing of Christ's Spirit surrounding you this night. And I hope that you let the light of Christ shine in you each day. That is the significance of this wondrous night. We celebrate the birth of a king. Amen. I'd like to ask our deacons to come forward to prepare the the communion table while Timmy and Heather are playing A Baby Will Come.
The angel told the shepherd that I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Christ has come for all of us, every single one of us. That's one of the things I see over and over as I read the Gospels is that Jesus is for everyone. And though on this night we focus mainly on the birth of Christ, we must also recognize that he was born to die. And so we invite each of you to participate with us tonight as we remember that through Holy Communion. As we commune with God, as we commune with one another, all are welcome at God's table and all are invited to partake of the bread and the cup of Christ. Oh, come, let us adore Him. We will begin in the rear and ask you to come down the middle aisle, take a piece of bread, and then move to the side and dip it into the, into the chalice, the fruit of the vine, eat it, and then return to your seats along the side. If you have trouble coming down or if you would rather have another form of, uh, of communion, then we have two deacons that will meet you in your, in your seat and serve you at your seat if you would prefer that way. Let us, let us be mindful of this night, the birth of Christ, and be mindful also of the death of Christ and His resurrection that brings us life. He took a loaf of bread and he broke it and he said, This is my body which is given for you. And in the same way, he he took the cup after supper and said, This is the blood of a new covenant. And he said, Take and eat this bread. Take and drink this wine. For as often as you eat this and drink this in my name and in memory of me, You proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Would you come? Let us worship the Lord. Come, let us adore Him.
Greg and Nibby lit the Christ candle just a few moments ago, commemorating and celebrating the coming of Christ at Christmas time. And I think that it's significant that we represent the advent of Christ through the lighting of a candle. Because John tells us that in Christ was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So you see, we who have placed our faith in this child, this God-man, we have ourselves become children of God and recipients of God's light. But we are not to keep the light of Christ to ourselves. Jesus said, who, who takes a light and hides it under a bushel basket? That makes no sense. Nor does it make any sense for us to relish in the light of Christ in a celebration like, like we're having this evening and not take it out into the open. As Rachel sang just a moment ago, He taught us to love one another. And He taught us that His power and His glory evermore we should proclaim. And so we're going to do something symbolically this evening to do that now. To represent something that I hope that we will do every day of our lives. We're going to take the light of God, the light that God has given to us through this Christ child and carry it out into the world. I will light my candle from the Christ candle, representing the the light that that Jesus brought to us, the light of love that Jesus brought to us. And that small flame will be multiplied as we pass it from person to person, from row to row. And as we leave this place tonight, I hope that each and every one of us will take that light of Christ into a world that desperately needs the light of Christ.
please pray with me. May you exalt in the joy of the Christ child whose birth we celebrate tonight. May you find the peace that you were looking for. And may the Prince of Peace always rule in your life. May the love of God be with you. And may each of you be filled with the light of Christ, showing you the way to salvation, that you may know that light, and that you may share that light through your words, your deeds, and your love. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.